Welcome to Love Food, Hate Money, a podcast where we're going to talk about how much we love food and we'll prove it to you by spending all of our money on it. I'm your host, Jonah. This is the co-host, Courtney. Hey. And let's jump into our drink. Right now, um, celebratory bottle of wine. Special wine. Special wine. Um, this wine is younger than you yep. and older than me. Wow. Um, 1995. One second oldest wine that I've ever had. Probably the oldest wine you've ever had, right? It is the oldest wine I've ever had. Nice. Um, These grapes would have been picked right around the time I was born, though, right? They would have been picked probably like two months, two months after you were born. Wow, that's crazy. And before I was born, which is <laughs> wild. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a 1995 Chateau Mont Saint Emilion Grand Cru, um, Bordeaux. It is primarily Merlot. There's Cab Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon in there as well. Um, this wine is lots of fun. Uh, before I talk about what it tastes like, uh, shout out to a woman that will never listen to this podcast. <laughs> but Kay, this is a gift from you. Thanks, Kay. Thanks, Kay. Um, Kay was a regular at the last restaurant that I worked at. Part of the the, the celebration for this bottle is I got a new job. New jobs, new opportunities. New jobs, new opportunities. Fun, scary, all the good things. So let's <laughs> drink some wine about it. Um, but no, Kay... This is probably the best gift that I've ever gotten for True. in the in the serving role. Um, it <laughs> she it was the best because she was like, oh yeah, the week before we were talking about mayonnaise. She <laughs> That's was right. Like, there was another gift involved. <laughs> she was like, so mayonnaise, yeah. And I was I, I don't even remember how we got on the topic, but she was she's from the south, and she was like, you got to have Duke's mayonnaise if you're gonna have mayonnaise. And I was like, I think I've seen that in a grocery store once. And she was like, oh, don't worry, honey. I got you. <laughs> and then the next time that she came in, she came in with a Christmas present. And there was a jar of mayonnaise and a couple hundred dollar bottle of wine. And she was like, here you go. And that was the best contrast. Is Didn't she say she stole it from her husband's like um, cellar? <sighs> I stole, obviously, in quotation, quotation marks. marks. I think her husband's dead. Oh, that's I, nice. <laughs> I don't, the way that she referred to him was in like a weird past tense, but also like. I refer to you in a past tense. All around you. So I get that. Like the movie theater. The, oh, <laughs> it, it was, it, she, I didn't ask any questions because I didn't, I had to try not to ask questions. Yeah. I don't want answers to. Um, but yeah, really uh, nice gift. Absolutely. It was funny though because I just like, in the middle, it's in the middle of service. I look in the little gift bag and I see a jar of mayonnaise and then bottle of wine with like tissue paper on it and I was like well I'm not gonna like pop this pull it out during service see what this is now so throw it upstairs and then midway through service and there's a lull and I was like oh let's go see what she got me I was expecting like some Kim Crawford some Savion Blanc something I don't know something and yeah really nice Bordeaux uh, from the same year that we were born which was a coincidence she had no idea I don't think she knew how old I maybe she did if anyone could like are you Kay's next husband? See a fortune teller and be like, I got this server. I'm going to give him some mayonnaise. What year wine should I get him? When was he born? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's crazy. It tastes to me like dried blueberries and shiitake liqueur and leather and smoke. And it is crazy. It's to, so good. It's crazy to see. I wish that we had like a younger Bordeaux for reference point because like you can taste the fruit characteristic in a younger one and and get sort of like the subtleties, but as the wine ages, the fruit fades away and you get all these other like crazy tertiary flavors that are 
really, really fun, something you don't really get to have all that often. I've read about mushroom as a tasting note in books more than I've actually tasted it. So it's fun to actually get that reference point. Yeah. And you said that we're drinking this like right at the cusp of it, like being in its prime. Yeah. Too. Trying to research it a little bit. It said like the optimal, like the last year for optimal drinking was 2022. So here we are. <laughs> Skin of our teeth. <laughs> we did it. Hopefully that this isn't our last optimal year for drinking the two of us, you know, <sighs> hopefully we have a little bit more life than us than these Merlot grapes. Yeah, I'm sad now that I don't get to, like, drink this again, probably, because it's so good. I mean, we can always start buying more Bordeaux <laughs> and hanging on to it Would forever you... and ever. For, That's the craziest thing to think for about. For 27 like, years. The things that this bottle has seen, it's lived a whole life outside of, That's... like, maybe it was stuck in Kay's cellar for two decades, and even then, probably heard Kay yelling at someone. <laughs> I don't think we should make up stories about but I do have actually a really great story. Um, my dad has one of our t-shirts. Um, I gave it to him for Father's Day. If you guys don't know, we do have t-shirts. And the first thing, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever that was. Um, if you want to buy it, we'll sell it. <laughs> um, they're 20 bucks. Um, it helps support us. And uh, we're hoping in the future to upgrade our equipment. And to pay John, who graciously edits our podcast for free right now, and he should definitely get paid to deal with us. Um, he gets paid to listen to my sweet, sweet voice. I don't think that's payment for anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my dad was wearing our shirt, and it says, I'm just here for the food. And then underneath it says, love, food, hate, money. It doesn't say it's a podcast. It doesn't say anything. Um, Very minimalistic. It's, it's subtle. It's just supposed to be a funny shirt that you can wear anywhere, and it's you know, can be inappropriate or it can be very appropriate. And so he goes into a Chipotle and the kid making his burrito goes, oh, dude, yeah, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get that? Oh, it's my daughter's podcast, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so is she like a communist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my Yay. dad was ready. <laughs> I like that that poor child, because I've worked at Chipotle before, so that poor man behind the glass was like, yeah, communism would be cool. And I can <laughs> and I could live off the side of this burrito hell. I don't know if it was like a good thing or a bad thing, but oh, I think even before that he was like, oh, hate money. Like, is she a communist? And my dad was like, no, dude, they just like they spend all their money on food. It's like a joke. Just a saying. And the guy so was like, it's a mantra. Ah, okay. So, but actually, this is a communist podcast now. Um, so you all need to share all your things with us. Hammer and sickle over here. You know us. <laughs> So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the beach. The beach? Let's go to the beach. So... Do you think that will get flagged by... Uh, uh, who sings that song? Nicki Minaj? No, I don't think it There's will gonna be, be a cease and desist. flagged by Nicki Minaj because I don't think you said it to the right tempo or in the right key or enough of the song to get flagged. But what if <laughs> our first lawsuit... Oh, baby's first lawsuit. That'll be our next t-shirt. Yay. (laughs) Um, We, I know we like teased like very early on in the episodes that we were going to do some kind of like crazy vacation this year. Um, That didn't really happen. Um, We remembered that we were poor. So. We loved too much food. (laughs) We hated our money a little too much. Um, And with COVID, we wanted to still just like take things easy. So we ended up taking Jonah's little sister for a three-day weekend at 
uh, the beach in San Diego. And we ate at a ton of really great spots. And then two weeks ago, we were like, let's just do another weekend. Let's do it again. Why not? And try some other cool spots. Um, and you were also convinced that the beach was like evil prior to us going most recently. So. Yeah, because my beach experience had been you have to like go into the Pacific Ocean, which is just like polar plunging. And no. I hated it a lot. You never have to go into the Pacific Ocean. That was not my experience with the Pacific Ocean the last, <laughs> I don't know. Your church camp three years? Three to four times. Yeah, all my church camp years where they were like, you're going to go get baptized now. Actually, I never was one that got baptized. I was pre-baptized. <laughs> I never got the fun experience of having my head slammed into the sand. <laughs> oh, no. And then having to be baptized again. Because it didn't take the first time? Yeah, because there was no water. So, like, I think it, it again. should. I think if you bash somebody into a sandbar, like, that should count. No, they were not safe. <laughs> they, needed, they needed the water, okay? <laughs> that was probably the best. Because she was also that girl in our group. Would have been the, considered, like, the sinful the one. The most alternative of oh, the group. Oh, she was, like, the most alternative, like, and they were, like, I'm going to do it. And just wham, right, oh into, my God. right into the sand. Everyone's laughing. The person that was, like, baptizing her was, like, okay. Like, lifted her up gently. And then the tide started to come back in and just slammed <laughs> her down again. No. It was <laughs> just. I'm sure there's a name for that wrestling move. That's terrible. I'll just stand. Yeah, it's called the redemption. <laughs> Um, so we thought today we were just kind of talk about some of the places we went. I think this is a fun topic, especially for people who are uh, local to us in Phoenix, because San Diego is only six hours away. Quick trip. Or it's a it's very a quick short trip. flight. So I feel like a lot of our friends go vacation out there. So knowing where to eat, super fun. Yeah. Uh, the first place we stopped at was called Medina. Yes. Um, it was a Mediterranean and like Mexican fusion type restaurant. I think it listed itself as like Mediterranean Baja. Oh, was it Baja? I thought it was more like, yeah, well, now I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I don't know. It. Um, Links in the description. Go look at the menu. Yeah, yourself. go look at the menu. Um, the reason I thought that is because you had fish tacos. So for me, that's like, I feel like fish tacos in Baja. It like, is like I, a California thing, but it's also like a Mexican thing. Well, that is Baja as well. Yes. That's why I was like, why are you correcting me? But all right. Anyways, guys, Baja is a part of Mexico. And then there's Baja, California <laughs> for your tacos. Oh, my God. Everyone, um, go to Rubio's. Have you heard of it? No, don't go to Rubio's. <laughs> no, Medina was delicious, though. They, I did a... Um, a lamb marguez um like grain bowl. grain bowl and they make their sausage in house and that was one of the best things i've eaten in a long time yeah that was really really good i wish there was more of the sausage in the bowl i could have just like you could have put that sausage on a stick and let me walk around all day with that and i would have been thrilled not often that she says that she would like that <laughs> sausage to go so that's a good sausage <laughs> got her uh, anyways, um, the ease for explicit, not everyone. <laughs> My 13 year old brother listens to the show. Thanks, Jonah. Christopher knows about to go sausages. <laughs> Take <Okay>. that. <laughs> Reel it in. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things we do when we go on vacation is we just go full nightmare mode and we just go place after place after place. Yeah, both. Both trips got nauseous. 
consistently. <laughs> yes. Like there was a there was the one night I didn't sleep because I thought I was gonna throw up. I was like, we've <laughs> we screwed ourselves. We've gone too far. We can't go back. <sighs> um, but we. I had. What did I have at Medina? Fish tacos. You had right? fish tacos. Yeah, the actual fish tacos. Yeah, yeah, they were really, really good. Good flavor. Um, so after that, then this is all like within like two hours. Uh, we went to two different coffee spots. Um, one I thought was really cute. I thought when you can't drink alcohol and go to cocktail bars because your young sister is with you, yes. you just drink enough coffee that you can feel your heartbeat in your eyes. Exactly. And she was like, We're gonna go get another coffee. Like, this is this is too much, guys. And we excess. were like, no. Like, don't worry, we're going to, it's going to be great. We're going <laughs> to, your heart's going to feel different. <laughs> um, So communal coffee, super cute coffee shop. Um, I thought their coffee was okay. I think that weirdly enough, like Phoenix has better coffee than San Diego does overall. Yeah, I think that. As far as the specialty coffee goes. As far as third wave coffee goes. Well, yeah. like there's not, we didn't go to anywhere that was like, wow. They're doing right by these beans. These independent <laughs> farmers are would be so proud to come here. It was just like it's, nothing was bad. It was just like oh okay, like this is a coffee shop and it's really cute and everything tasted good. It just wasn't like yeah. Mind blowing. I think the third wave shops were disappointing just because it was like a second and a half where it was like you could tell that they were trying to source nicer coffee. Yeah, and you could tell that they were like trying to make half syrups and stuff like that. And then you would get a latte and the foam would be just like. Full on, welcome to Italy. Here's your mustache. <laughs> um, yeah, the next one we went to was Wholesome Coffee. I don't think they had air conditioning and that, even though it was only like, what, 80 degrees? Something like that, because which was really funny to hear everyone there complain about. <laughs> how hot it was. We're like, guys, is it okay for you? It's a little bit, it's a, we're, we're balmy. We're like, this is literally 20 degrees cooler than home. Yes, but I will say getting coffee at a place after walking like two miles and them Being not having sweaty. air conditioning was not my favorite. Yeah, definitely used to the Arizona coffee shops <laughs> in that regard where you walk in and You're it's like, like 50 oh, degrees. So good. I think we talked about the place we went to dinner a little we bit already. Even, we didn't even talk about communal though. Yeah, oh. because that, that spot was really cool because it was like half plant store, half. It was a flower shop. Be gift shop, half. It had all. It was trendy. It was like a very trendy. There were crystals and twine, everything. There was all sorts of. I mean, Jonah's not up on the trends, guys. I don't know what to tell you. It was cute though. Like it was, it was very cute. like everybody. There was a girl giving me stink eye because I sat at the table next to her and they were like trying to take photos and I was like, "Well, it's the only table open, so you can just get over it." <laughs> Have you ever considered not sitting so that way they could sit next to the, the amount of people that took pictures against that wall? Uh huh. That wasn't even like that cute of a wall it was no, just, it just like said like the name coffee, of the coffee and flowers shop, or something oh, like, yeah. it wasn't even like the name of the shop or anything so what we learned about san diego is that every moment is a photo opportunity true doesn't matter if it's a cute moment doesn't matter if it's actual art there's a wall photo op are we not hot enough for san diego we're not hot enough for san diego that makes a lot of sense actually san diego be too hot <laughs> Oh, oh man, the people are like, the weather. Okay, easy tiger. Mm. So we had ramen for dinner. I don't remember if we... I remembered one more thing. Oh. About communal. We didn't talk about the food we had there because not only did we eat at Medina, we when we went to communal the first time, oh, we got... Oh, the first... Yeah, because I keep getting it mixed up because we went back there the second time we were in San Diego. Yeah. There's a few spots that we revisited because they were really good. 
Yeah. Or at least like, or Camino okay. was like good plus, and it was near places we were at. Where we were like, okay, well, we need to kill a little bit of time. Let's go back here. Right. Um, but we had a everything bagel croissant. seasoning croissant. So, and had cream cheese inside. Yeah, it was almost like a pan chocolate, like a uh, book and roll situation with cream cheese in it, which scared me. But you liked it. <laughs> it was really good. Um, it fit the theme, but I wasn't ready for cream cheese, as I am to do white and tangy and all that. Um, but I was able to, you know, eat the upper buttery layers with the seasoning, and that was very good. Mm-hmm. Everything bagel seasoning is overrated, though. It's overrated, but it's perfect. And I stand by that. I think you're wrong, but I know that I'm the minority, so you can all go ahead and <laughs> yell at me as I will needed. bring my army of white women to fight you about it. <laughs> it's it's good. It's just like, yeah, it tastes like gently like onions. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't it's know. It's got a good texture to it. People, I, it's it's got sesame seed texture. It's not even texture. That's just like. And poppy seeds and. There's no poppy seeds in everything bagel seeds. Yes, there is. No, there's not. I will look it up right now. Okay, you look it up. I'm fairly certain that everything bagel seasoning has pop, or. <laughs> Damn. Sesame seeds. And the jello seeds, which is where it gets a lot of that oniony flavor. I'm pretty sure it has onion flake in it. Well, you look that up. I'm looking it up. And I'll try to remember where we went next. Poppy seeds, white sesame seeds, black sesame seeds, dried minced garlic, dried minced onion, and sea salt. You know what? What? I knew you were going to pull this horse pistol the moment I got up this morning. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. I'm upset now. You carry on. You talk about it. I'm going to sit here no, and stew. No, you didn't talk about the ramen because you keep letting me not talk. <laughs> you keep not letting me talk about the ramen. Well, the ramen, yeah, the ramen was next. And we it was went, not good. We went to the neighborhood. Lots of fun. It was funny when we originally heading off, we went to a coffee shop and the barista was like, hey, like, where, where y'all going? We were like, oh, San Diego. And he was like... Try the Hillcrest neighborhood. It's so much fun. I have so much fun there. And then we went and we were like, mm, yeah. It's fun. It's fun there. Checks out on brand. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went and tried a ramen shop. And we were really excited because Michelin, Mr. Babendum, told us that it would be okay for us. And he was wrong. He was wrong. And if you want to hear more about like what we think about ramen, just go back and listen to those episodes. We won't elaborate on it more. <laughs> Because then it'll go 20 minutes later and that'll be that. Um, The next morning was really fun because our friend Adam, who has agreed to be a guest on this show, um, but we haven't had a chance to record with him yet. It will be the person that confirms that, yes, there is no good coffee in San Diego. (laughs) That was something he said about five times in one conversation where we were just hanging out at a coffee shop and he was like, no good coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, And Adam also, like, he has worked in coffee for a long time and he... I'm excited to have him on because he's got a lot of, like, really cool stuff that he does for work. Yeah. Um, Related to coffee. Yeah. Shocking. Um, But we met him at a coffee shop. And then he was like, let's go around this corner to this, like, really great pastry place that I know. Coffee shop. It was the bicycle-themed one. Cycle. Cycle. That was a pretty good little shop. We did had some pour overs. There was nothing wrong with it. It was a very funny storefront, though. Like it was. It was cute. You there had like three tables on the patio, and you walked in, you ordered your coffee, and that was all she wrote. It was very small. It was great. It was as close as you could get to like a food cart without it being a food cart. Exactly. Um, so he took us around the corner to uh, La Clochette de Coin, 
which is a French bakery slash coffee shop slash also just like a French a cafe. Bistro, a little cafe. Um, their food was fantastic. Love their food. The duck brandy toast. It was literally to die for. That so much so that we ate there two days in a row that trip. Yep. Came back this last time we were there and ate there again. So three times in like a month. Yeah, we ate there three times in a month, and we live 370 miles away from it, so <laughs> 10 out of 10 10 recommend. out of 10. Um, they also do seasonal Queenamon pastries, and the first one we had was strawberry rhubarb, and then we went back, and it was like a spiced plum. Spiced plum is delicious. And All of it's good. They'll warm it up for you, and it's just so good. If you ever have the opportunity to have Queenamon, if you didn't catch on to that trend a decade ago. <laughs> Get a Queenamon. It's delicious. If it's ever there, try it. It's good. Um, the duck brandy toast though was incredible. Like we we tried almost every savory that they had for breakfast. Yeah, we the first time we went there bought a lot of toast. We had cassoulet, which was delicious. Um, very French, uh, French Canadian, I guess. Then the duck brandy toast. They had like a little pesto. It was like a bread burrata pesto. Through the garden, very green, it's really delicious, really tasty, really like bright, good, fresh. bright, fresh flavors. So that if you go with anyone, get that one in the duck brandy because the duck brandy was right on that edge of being almost too rich. A dessert sweet situation because there was brandy and cream and the unctuous duck and little little cherry tomatoes for that pop of acid. So freaking so good. good, and it bummed me out too because the, then we went we. Had pastries with Adam, and then we went to a place that was our scheduled breakfast place per the itinerary, and it was not nearly as good. Nope. And it was expensive. Yep. Um, and then it, that place was fine though. It was just very. It was. It was fine. It was vibey. It was a vibey spot. Yeah, it was more of like girls brunch. It's the type of restaurant I've already said. <laughs> Let's I go, girls. Like. Yeah. Done. <laughs> now we're gonna get sued again. Nice. <laughs> I still prefer Nicki Minaj to be the first lawsuit, but not Shania. If, but if Shania wants in, I'll, I'll let her pop that cherry. <laughs> um, dinner that night we really enjoyed. We went to Crack Shack, which is a, oh weird chicken chain, delicious. Richard Blaze, <laughs> who if anybody's watched Top Chef, you know who he is. Um, or lots of other weird. All he's on all shows. kinds of weird TV cooking shows now. He's the one with the hair, and if that doesn't like tell you who he is, then like I can't explain it. Can we link a picture of Anne Burrell? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Gavietti's doppelganger. <laughs> that welcome, joke's been made. Welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> I'm Richard Blaze. No. Um, really great. And it was funny. I was talking to whoever does their social media. Yeah, their marketing team. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, like Phoenix, like keep an eye out. And I was like, great, because if it's consistent, the food was really good. Yeah, they were using Jadori chicken, which is a pretty like high quality chicken coming out of LA. Uh, LA. LA. Um, for their bird and like their chicken sandwiches were great. I had a seasonal one that had like a pesto almost like pesto on it and some arugula and fried chicken thighs. So good. Isn't that like a remoulade on it? There was some, uh, I think the remoulade came with my chicken oysters. (laughs) 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 The best story of the trip. I've never, I don't think I've ever been to a place that did like just little chicken oysters on the side. They did chicken oysters on the side and like they served it almost like you would like an actual fried oyster. So it came with a little lemon, a little remoulade. So good. And so we're there with my sister. Shout out Kent, Kent and I. So, She's gonna hate you for this. Oh my gosh, it was perfect. So she were there, we're hanging out, and 
I order, we each get a sandwich and then I order the chicken oysters. So I was like, chicken oysters are dope. And <laughs> we get them out. And Kennedy's like looking, looks left, looks right. She's like a little nervous. She's like, can I try one of those oysters? And I was like, okay. She tried it and she was like, my first oyster, this is delicious. <laughs> I was like, nah, bud, that's a, that's. It's chilled chicken. That's a part of the chicken. That's a, it, it, it's right behind the, where the hip, where the leg bone connects into the hip socket. It's big, don't know whether tuna is fish or chicken vibes, you know? It was the, it was the chicken oyster of the land. <laughs> that was, yeah, land oyster. It was so funny. It was hilarious. So, yeah, for those of you that don't know, if you ever see a chicken oyster on a menu, that is a that the it's oyster. It's not an oyster that tastes like chicken. No, and it's it's not it's not a oyster. It's not a chicken that tastes like an oyster either. It is a it's a small. Think about like when you're chafing. It's that part. Yeah, it's a chicken chafer. <laughs> Just sits right there, by right the between hips. the thighs. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then we went to Salt and Straw that night because it was walking distance. Um, and you'd Over never been. Over the little been. Italy area, yeah. Um, and you tried probably the most disgusting ice cream flavor I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. I had... <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what flavor it was other than the deviled egg. Deviled egg and black tea? Yeah. It was like a gun smoke tea. <laughs> uh, or Earl Grey, maybe? No, it was it was like a gun... I can't remember the actual name of gun mm-hmm. Gunpowder. Gunpowder tea, yeah. Yes. It was gunpowder tea and and deviled egg. And I said, they wouldn't serve anything bad here. This is like a chain. <laughs> it's like the number one ice cream shop 15 years ago coming out of Oregon, I think. Oregon. Yeah, yeah I believe so. I think it's a Portland shop. West Coast, like back when food trucks were new and people were like, wow, you can get you can get good food out of these small shops. What? So I was like, well, it's, this chain's made it all the way down here. They wouldn't sell anything disgusting. <laughs> Were you wrong? I, ooh, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. So <laughs> it's worse than Malort. Uh, as I would, I would have lots wow. of Malort. It was, when I tell you that it tasted like somebody poured a creme anglaise onto a deviled egg that had been sitting out from, so when did we go? We went in June. Yeah, so those last were, weekend of June. So those were Easter deviled eggs that someone poured a creme anglaise over oh. and then just like smashed. It was so revolting. And then like all, like, and then this like finish of the gun smoke tea, which was just like kind of smoky. So you get hit with like rotten egg and then this finish, like you had just set off a firework and it was so bad. You just got a taster of that though. You actually got a whole cone of something else. Yeah, I got the strawberry balsamic, which, which had a lot of balsamic. Really good. That was like right on the edge where I was like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> um, I, it I was think... executed super well, but the amount of balsamic that went into it, I was like, if you ever have just straight vinegar and it kind of like makes your mouth burn, it was like I kind of right love that, on so that I can't. <laughs> In your ice cream... So I mean, mine is probably the most disgusting one to everybody. And I ordered like a full scoop of it. Yeah. And I got a pear and blue cheese. I I love blue cheese and I am not ashamed. I think like a house flavor for them, though. Like you're not even. No, not it's even not cool even kid. crazy. That's like a regular rotation one for them. So clearly it's one of their like ones it. they're known for. Um, but I have always wanted to have blue cheese ice cream. So obviously I jumped the chance and it was great. They were, I would say, probably similar pricing to like Cold Stone. And much higher quality Absolutely. ice cream. It was pretty surprising. And blue cheese, fun fact, um, the mold that grows in blue cheese is actually the same 
strain of mold from penicillin. Um, so if you're allergic to penicillin, that might be why you don't like blue cheese. And it also, you might have an allergic reaction. So, <laughs> okay, there it was full circle. I was like, I think most people know that it like people joke about penicillin being the blue mold regularly, but not the like actual food aversion to it. Yeah, right. That makes sense. It's like you're saying a normal fact. It's not even a fun fact. It's just like a regular. <sighs> fun fact: blue cheese is delicious if you're cool. Other fun fact: I am not that cool. <laughs> um, but I don't think I'm allergic to penicillin. I think I'm just regular lame. Probably true. Man, we're we, there were so many that I don't even think we're gonna squeeze them all in here. Um, we went back. To, <laughs> we can squeeze. <laughs> we went back to Luck Lachette de Coin. That third day, like we mentioned. And then dinner was two recommendations from our friend Chelsea. Um, great recommendations. We went to Pop Pie, which is honestly, I don't know how there are more of these shops. Like <laughs> yeah. hot pie shops. It's very, I guess Cornish is like our version of that out here. Yeah, I would say Cornish is, but Cornish is a little bit more full service unless, well, no, they've got like the pretty decent take-home program. I think yeah. Cornish is our equivalent of it. But like this idea of being able to go into like a pie shop and get like a single serving pot pie and everybody can get a different flavor. And they were really, I think they were like $10 or $12 each, which is like yeah, they're pretty reasonable really priced. cheap for a dinner entree. But like really expensive when you consider our freezer full of um, banquet. Marie Callan. Oh, no, we got the banquets in there right now. The little banquet well, We were in the middle of a crisis, so we bought some convenience food. I don't normally do that. But when we do, I thrive. <laughs> and then next door to them. Um, <laughs> oh, they're crawling in the freezer like this costs less than 50 cents and then skitter out. <laughs> Everybody knows what you're about, Jonna. You don't have to tell them again. <laughs> um, and then next door, they have the cutest ice cream shop called Stella Jean's Ice Cream. Stella Jean's was cute. And they had sorbets that were like some of the best texture yeah, that, I've ever that, had. That sorbet, I, it, it said... The mango one that I had. Mango and sticky rice. Yeah, which was really solid texturally, which is usually the gripe of sorbet because the ice crystals <laughs> the ice crystals do something real funny when you when you freeze a sorbet so it i don't know usually they're pretty icy but this one was like actually super smooth, smooth and really good fine crystals which i've not really had in sorbet i don't know why i said it like that and then you had a ube ice cream right yeah i had like an ube something i can't remember what the other like uh, it was a type of um, dessert, like bread pudding situation, I think that comes from uh, Southeast Asia, I want to say. Cool. Philippines, somewhere in there. It was really tasty, too. There's a word for it. I'll try to find it at the, some point. It starts with a P, but it's not pandan. The ice cream game in San Diego is, like, top-notch. Yeah, all the small shops that we went to, that trip specifically were step above, like... Oh, this is why people like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> this is delicious. Um, but yeah, that was that was trip one. And then we went again. We went again. And we'll probably go again again. Absolutely. Well, so here's the thing, guys. Um, we're thinking about moving out there. Yeah. Um, reason being that the air is seasoned, and we really think that to, to develop our palates, we need to be somewhere with salty air. Yeah, the salty air makes all the food taste better. Makes it taste better. Because you can't have under-seasoned food if the air's salty. <laughs> Duh. Uh, now, there's 
there's a lot of different there's like, a lot of reasons reasons that we're considering it so trip one was making me realize that i don't loathe the beach <laughs> so we went out we went to the night beach i had not been in the beach at night before that was really beautiful a lot of fun and then there was yeah there was just a lot of quality of life stuff we were like what if we what, what if, if we, we can just here? go to the beach on the weekend instead of laying on the couch in the air conditioning all summer so that was our thought process which led to trip two yeah the scouting trip the scouting trip and we'll let you know about our time beyond the walls as the scout regiment <laughs> the next time that we talk on that note I think that the Titans have broke through. <laughs> so we got Oh, you're going to go full nerd shit now? Full nerd metal alchemist. There's at least five fandoms that are just going to, like, if you know, you know. Shout out to Dom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we got we to gotta go throw on our ODMs and get the hell out of oh here. Oh, my God. Thank you for listening to Love, Food, Hate, Money. This podcast is edited by John Watkins of Feathered Fiction Studios. He also does our original music. Thanks so much, John. Um, connect with us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. And buy a shirt. Support us. Um, we're getting ready to... If you don't support us, no one else will. No one else will. And how are we going to be a good communist podcast if you don't give us some of your money? If we don't get the support, the communist party fails. They lose. We can't <laughs> we, lose. We lose, everyone. <laughs> Uh, we're working on getting a Patreon together. We have um, some really freaking cool original art based on one of our previous episodes that's in the works. Um, so if you like us and you want to support us, like, we're really excited. We love doing this. And it's been really exciting to see that people are listening. Yeah, we get enough interaction with people or enough people that we talk at that it's it's fun to talk to you all. We appreciate it a bunch. Yeah. So um, thanks again for listening to Love, Food, Hate, Money. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I made a mess. <laughs> <laughs>